Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. In this episode, I'm going to talk about basic training as it relates to becoming a trader. What do I mean by that? Well, there's four main pillars that I'm going to talk about in this podcast. The first is books and just getting some general information from books. There's two books that I would recommend that you uh, invest in. One is Technical Analysis for Dummies. The author is Barbara Rockefeller. Fourth edition is the most current edition. Technical analysis has been around for a really long time when it comes to trading. I have a varying opinion on its usefulness within trading, uh, but there are two things within technical analysis that I think you would find useful when it comes to your day-to-day training. And one is understanding the use of moving averages, and the second is understanding volume. There's a whole bunch more to technical analysis. There's literally hundreds of indicators in there. Don't be intimidated by it. I haven't found one that goes much beyond fifth grade mathematics as far as complexity is concerned. But it is a little overwhelming when you first look at it and try to figure out which ones to use. And like I said, moving averages and volume are about the only ones that I find useful. Everybody has their own opinion, so I'm just going to leave it at that. The other thing uh, or the other book that I think is worth uh, investing in is called Japanese Candlestick Charting Techniques, and the author is Steve Neeson, and I would get whatever the most current edition of it is. And what that does is it goes through the ancient methodology of candlestick charting, which originally was created to very quickly in a visual give you an understanding of what happened in price behavior for the day. And it originally started out in the rice markets in the Orient way back in, uh, I think, like the 15th or 16th century. It's really old. But if you pick up Neeson's book, he goes through that a little bit in one of the chapters. And just understanding how a candlestick chart works will be very, very useful when it comes to your trading. So that's the first pillar, books, and getting some basic education under your belt. Pillar number two is paper trading. What do I mean by paper trading? Well, exactly what it sounds like. Get yourself a pad of paper and a pencil, and then whatever technique or strategy or plan you have for trading, write down what your entries and your exits will be on paper. Now, the reason that I like this, oh, and also one last point, make sure you use a pen and not a pencil, and I'll tell you why. When you do paper trading and when you journal your trades like this and you use a pen, you won't be able to cheat, okay? That may sound silly, childish, but people do cheat because there's a psychological aspect of trading where people are reluctant or have are un, unable to admit that they were wrong. And paper trading will put you in a very good habit of not cheating and living up to the results of your decisions, okay? The next step from paper trading or the next pillar is simulators. I use the simulator on the Thinkorswim platform when I want to use a simulator. 
It's pretty good, but I'm going to give you a caveat with simulators. There's a lot of people that talk about back testing and using simulators to check out your strategies and things of that nature. I am not a big proponent of that. I actually will go out on a limb and say that stuff just doesn't work. When you are trading in a specific trading day, just pick a random day that you're trading, there are things that happen with the price behavior that um, don't get captured appropriately uh, within a simulator because all a simulator is doing is, is, is recording um, price behavior and it records it based on the data that is captured and the quality of the data that is captured kind of varies from system to system. So you may have a very accurate price feed in your trading account while you're trading live, but what the simulator records and captures may not also be that accurate. It may not take that level of quality of precision of the data. So for example, I've had situations where price, let's say price is at a certain point, let's call that point uh, positive two. And then right before a change of trend to the downside, there might be a spike up to like a positive 29 that happens in a fraction of a second. And if you're sitting there and watching it, you can see that happen on your screen. But you may not necessarily, that may not necessarily get captured in a simulator so that when you play it back later, it appears that price just behaved normally during that period of time when in fact there was this really weird spike for just a microsecond. So those are the kind of things that I caution you to look at when you're working with a uh, simulator of any kind. Finally, the last pillar of basic training is fitness. And a lot of people are surprised when I bring that up. If you're going to trade for a living, what I highly recommend you do is start a regular fitness program. Why do I say this? Well, when you're trading, your body goes into the fight or flight state. And that is a state that uh, naturally your system goes into when it feels like your life is in danger. So if you were being chased by a bear or a, you know, a lion or something like that, uh, or you're in war and you're fighting in battle, your, your body goes into this fight or flight state. It starts to pump adrenaline. This takes a huge toll on your body while it's happening. And it also happens when you're trading. I call it the Titan sphincter effect. And a lot of people freak out when this happens because they've gone through the paper trading and they've gone through the simulators and everything was hunky-dory. But it's not real, okay? It's not real until you're actually trading live. It's the equivalent of going into a battle and knowing, you know, the people are using paint guns against you compared to a real 50 caliber machine gun. All right. When they're using real bullets, you react in a very, very different fashion. 
So you need the fitness to offset the strain that's being put on your body by trading. So don't uh, underestimate the negative effects of that. It will also help you think more clear and make better trading decisions if you are in good shape. Both your body and your mind are in good physical shape. So keep that in mind. All right, that's enough about basic trading for the week. Let's talk about my market commentary. So I'm calling this the perfect storm or the black swan. There's some really strange stuff going on in the marketplace right now. I'll just give you a couple examples. There appears to be a suppression of cheap energy. What do I mean by that? Well, in the U.S., the political class is locking down any new drilling of oil, even though that would have a dramatically positive effect on our economy. For example, overseas in France, they're suppressing uh, the use of nuclear reactors. They actually have fully functioning reactors that they've shut down, which is making, you know, putting huge pressure on energy prices going to the upside. Then you have all of the mess in the Ukraine with the Russian gas pipeline being cut off to individuals there. And not only is that going to, in the short term, really make things crazy from an energy standpoint for the people who are living there, but it's going to have a huge ripple effect in their economy and the things that they use to create products with that gas over there that will eventually come and ripple through to the United States. The second thing that I um, am seeing is a disruption in the supply chain um, globally, all over the place. You have the lockdowns in China, you have all the people in Shanghai uh, basically locked in their apartments, can't come out because of the COVID outbreak over there. You've got a giant jam up of, of shipping freighters in the Shanghai port. So you've got product that's just sitting there doing nothing that can't get in or out of that port. And then you have the weird, weird, weird phenomenon of literally hundreds of food processing plants all over the world that have suddenly succumbed to fires or explosions or planes crashing into them, etc. So it's very weird that that stuff is happening. So think about that. And then last but not least, there is the phenomenon that I'm seeing in my own trading. As I trade the Euro, I actually thought something was broken because I had no nano line showing on my chart. And when I investigated further, it wasn't because my code was messed up. It was because price has never been in this area before. All right, as you remember, we had all shorts last week. Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google were all shorts. We did have one small haircut on Facebook, which popped up after they announced earnings. So there was an 8% loss on Facebook, but all of the others were positive, almost a two and a half percent gain in our trade on Apple, an 11.7% gain on Netflix, and a 3.8% gain on Google. So the net return on our portfolio was once again positive, 9.26%, not the crazy 50% we got the week before, but this is a more realistic return 
from a weekly swing trade. What we're basically doing is we are entering the trade as it trades through the closing price of the previous Friday, and then we're just closing out the trade at the close of the following Friday. So uh, kind of using a time stop, if that's what you want me to explain how I'm doing it. So that's what that's all about. I just posted the new swing trade ideas for next week. They are at the website, wavridertradingtechnologies.com. Uh, I'll put a link to them in the podcast as well. Uh, feel free to just go to uh, <clears throat> the shopping page on the website and order the swing trades. They're free. You'll get the report for the week. Just download it and check it out and you can do what you got to do. All right, that's it for this week. Good luck with your trading and I'll be back again next week with more information.